Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to a special live edition of NBC. I am your host, Casey Freitas, and today I'm here with Per Snyder. Hello. Zach Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) And Brian Altano. Did you rip your buttons when you did that? I got the snaps. I got the snap. Oh, I was gonna say that's dedication, man. Nice work. Yeah, I got the I got the snap buttons. It's cool. So we couldn't do episode 500 like we originally wanted to, but we figured we'd still want to do something a little bit special. So we're doing a live NBC where we will answer your questions in the chat on our NBC YouTube page and on IGN's Twitch. Um, Spoiler, my internet is actually out, so I am using my phone, so I actually can't see the chat. So Brian and Zach will be monitoring the chat for me. Thank you so much for that. Um, And before we get into it, I wanted to address the cute icons of all of us on the the, um, kind of blog girl image as you're waiting to come in. That art is available on a special NBC 500 shirt on IGN's store. Guys, what do you think about that? Oh, I love it. Cute. I want. I wanted one for the show, but uh, didn't didn't get here. Didn't happen in time, unfortunately. So everyone, get your questions ready. We will be here to chat with you and answer your questions, but also stick around because halfway through, we're going to show you a special Q&A with Nintendo's Bill Trennan. Remember, Zach asked you guys for a bunch of questions for hypothetically someone at Nintendo? That was Bill. It was very sneaky. It was a very sneaky deal that I did. Thank you for that. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, stick around for that. And then after that, we will switch out pair for Tom. And we will also announce who of all of you who originally got tickets for NPC 500 Live has won Animal Crossing New Horizons. So, yeah, I'm excited. Let's get to for, it. First, I have a question first for the chat. Uh, what did everybody name their island? Tell us what you named your island. Ooh. I, personally, I personally named my island Florida, too. Uh, not a sequel, uh, but like Florida as well, in honor of Casey. Yeah, mine's called Schneiland. Schneiland. <laughs> uh huh. Thank you. Uh, mine's called Koholin, like in Link's Awakening, obviously. Uh. Mine's called Poke, but P- with two K's, 
because okay. it is the town from the second Monster Hunter that came out on the PSP. But also, it sounds like Pokemon. So I got yeah, everybody two for knows. One. Two for everybody one. knows about the Monster Hunter town. That's um, I, honestly that was my first choice village. as well. But it was already taken by you, Not obviously. Me. Obviously, Poke is originally spelled with like the the e with the squiggly, like the one from Pokemon, and that is profane. I don't know oh, why. Wow! But I couldn't use that name. I had to use the regular e. So the oh. chat, by the way, by the way, the chat is alive with uh, yes. lots of uh, island names, uh, a lot of uh, Nintendo names like Fino, cities like Portland. There's another Koholint, uh, Brian. So you're not very original. Golden Sun, Windfall, Serenity, Grimmy River, one that I don't want to read. Uh, Pride Rock, uh, Nambu, Ghost Island. Jesus, yeah, they're, um, they're a lot. And- uh- it's not my, that cool. My personal favorite, Sheba Isle. I think yeah. that's very good. Pretty that's good. A good one. Oh, so I also, I actually figured out how to get chat up on a second phone that I am borrowing. So I can see at least the YouTube chat. Are you going to moderate? I will moderate. I can't moderate, but I can look at the chat because it's not my account that I'm locked in as. Just do one. You got the I'm, GM I'm borrowing money. my partner's phone. So he is phoneless right now in an internetless apartment. <laughs> Oh my god, is he going to be okay? I don't know. I hear him playing guitar out there. It should be fine. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, right. a couple of things can happen. I, I closed my door knowing that when Midna, my dog, when she sees a closed door, she's going to open it, and she already did it. She just <laughs> walked by, went pating, and the door swung open, and she left. So if you guys hear screaming, that's my kids playing Animal Crossing. Um, Chris <laughs> Zard keeps asking me, what is the mashed turnip recipe? You know what? There isn't the mashed turnip recipe. It's whatever <laughs> you want to put in the mashed turnips. It doesn't have to be oh. a singular thing. You just got to boil the turnips. You got to mash them. You can stick them in a stew. You can add butter to them. You can do a lot of stuff with turnips. Dude, I, I just remembered I, I bought you a shirt, a very special shirt for this very special 500 occasion, Casey, that uh, I is in my desk at work, but it's <laughs> it's a green shirt that says, veggies make me turn up. Oh my God, Zach! I totally forgot that you asked for my shirt, but I'm so excited yeah. to go back to get this. I'm sorry. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I wish that I'd, I'd had the foresight to bring it home with me and I could hold it up and show y'all, but I, yeah, I don't have it. That's okay. One, one day we'll go back to the office. Yeah, who knows when. It's really up in the air at this point. Yeah, I've, uh, I, I've lost hope. I think this is our lot now. <laughs> Seems that way. Zach it definitely Brandon seems Thompson. that way. What's up with chat? Are we getting any questions? Yeah, Do we want to we answer are. some questions? Here? Okay. Thompson wants Zach to give us a little bass slap, bass slap sample. Bass slap. Can we get a bass? Fish. No, I don't have a. I, I don't like have a, a fish. An amp. I don't have an amp with me, or else I would lay down a uh, just a fat bass line. But uh, my amp is at my rehearsal space, so I uh, can't represent. It's too quiet otherwise. Unfortunately. Um, Aaron Quinn asked, do you think we will ever see the Conduit 3? <laughs> uh, man, that would be interesting. Perry, mm-hmm. remember, remember, remember covering that game? Yeah, I remember covering uh, the Conduit. Um, you know, I, 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 it was already uh, Casamassinas and Boson's time when that came about. I, it's possible that you'll see games like that reissued, obviously, on the Switch. Can you guys hear me okay, by the way? Yeah. 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 yeah okay. um, but I, I 
I don't think you'll see a Conduit 3. That's just, mm-hmm. There's so little brand equity in that name brand that, uh, you know, not even, I don't think you'll even see a return as a Kickstarter, but who knows, that right? Was, we got to shed three. We totally lost you just now. Yeah. Yeah. Every, we but, okay. Oh, Jack, right? I was really hoping. I was really hoping that that wasn't on my end and that it was somewhere else. Because yeah, so we didn't get any of that, Brian. Like no, it looked like everybody froze. No, so uh-huh. we're dealing. Obviously, we're dealing with you know home Less Wi-Fi. Like a sense. lot of people, a lot of people actually, the ISPs um, went down uh, in a couple of areas. Was on, on, on earlier with John Davis, and he lost all access, and then obviously Casey's out right now. So that could happen to. Um, so a, a lot of people are asking about, including Joshua Shoup, has, has anybody played the Trials of Cold Steel 3 demo that came out to the Japanese eShop a few weeks ago? Um, I haven't had a chance to play the demo. Uh, I actually haven't played any Trials games, but I've heard a bunch of people kind of uh, uh, talking about Trials more recently, and it seems like the kind of thing that I would be into. It's very, mm-hmm. uh, like, a very cool JRPG that, that sounds appealing to me, but I haven't played the new demo. Has anybody checked it out? No, nope, I, I, I stuck around the E3 booth last year a while and, and saw it, like made a mental note to check it out when it came, but I didn't even know it was available in the Japanese eShop already. So I will have to check that out. Ooh. Um, um, is Animal Crossing's New Horizons in, uh, sorry, is Animal Crossing New Horizons in IGN's top 10 Switch games? Um, that comes from Necromancer ADR. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, you know, we, we just put out our top 25 list a few weeks ago. Um, but the idea around that list now is that we'll, it will, ev- like, it, it'll be updated live essentially. So, like, as new games come out that should make it on the list, um, they'll, they'll be added to the list. And I think that there's definitely a place for Animal Crossing on the list. Where, where would you guys put it in the, the pantheon of top 25 Switch? I personally uh, connections. Wouldn't... Oh no, no we're That's having it. a hard time. You're back. It, everything was fine before we were streaming. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly think Discord is getting hammered too. Yeah, yeah probably. Well, yeah. it is Friday night. Oh no, I didn't <clears throat> think about that. Everyone's gaming right now. You should really <laughs> research this whole video production streaming thing. Like there would could be a real niche for IGN, I think, if we did this sort of stuff. Yeah, um, and like had an actual space to do it with the best internet that was wired. I, I've been thinking about this. We could open like an office or something. Whoa. With like a studio? Yeah, with like lots of little rooms and each person is in like a tiny room so they can't touch each other. Uh, but I honestly think, I think Animal Crossing is going to be a top 10 game, don't you guys? Yeah, top I think five. so. Though. I yeah, I would, I would probably put it, I'd probably put it top 10. I don't know if I'd put it top five yet. Yeah, I personally probably wouldn't put it in the top 10 for me. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah, I, Why? So, I, everyone's so surprised. I, I like <laughs> Animal Crossing. Oh, dragon. Oh, yeah, there's no dragons. No dragons, no turnips. Well, the few turnips. No, it does have turnips. That's right. You're right, it does. There's there's like a there's like a ska chameleon. That's kind of like a dragon. And he like asked you to catch bugs. You met that guy? Okay, I really like Animal Crossing. I don't Uh, think it's one of my favorite games ever. It's okay. 
You could be it's wrong. Okay. It's all right. It's fine. It's fine if I'm wrong. I'm really okay. liking it so far. What's in our top 10 right now? I th- you can take those fire emblems out of there. Get those guys. What? No. No, there's like, only one. There's only one fire emblem in there. What else is in our top 10? Besides Breath of the Wild, Mario Kart, Mario Odyssey. Mario Odyssey. Um, here, let me bring it up. I had it up a second ago, too, and then the internet went to crap. So Speaking I was like, ah. Danny Vieira does want to know what fruit we guys started with. Mm. I, started I started with oranges. oranges. I started with oranges. I also started with oranges, and I wanted to name my island Orange Island originally, but there weren't enough characters. Mm. Yeah. Zach and I uh, went to each other's towns like pretty much immediately and uh, gave each other fruit. And it was pretty great because like right off the bat, we went from having like one each to having like four because I think we had each gotten an extra one from someone else. Um, But then the fun thing about connecting with other players in Animal Crossing is that people in your town start asking about them. And so I have this uh, he's like he's like a, a buff deer. It's like this blue deer that always talks about going to the gym and working out. And like, he'll come up to me and he'll be like, he'll be like, and he'll say like, Hey Brian, I had a really good time today at the gym with Zach. We were, he was doing crazy lat pull downs. And I'm like, what? This is so on brand for you guys. That's yeah. Amazing. I think it's really funny. Like if, if you go to somebody's Island once, like those Island inhabitants will talk about you for like weeks. Cause I, I only went to Island uh, Brian's Island one time, but he sent me a screenshot of that deer talking about me. So, <laughs> Um, have you guys had a villager leave yet? No. Nope. I, this morning. You probably have that all the time, right? Well, what does that I, mean? No, I'm just asking. I do, I do have a question. What happens when you tell Isabel that you have a problem with the way someone speaks or dresses? Um, she goes behind the counter and gets a shotgun. <laughs> no! It's, it's one of the only cutscenes in the game. Um, no, 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 I haven't done that yet. But I did have this chicken that I didn't like, and he came up to me yesterday. He was just kind of like putzing around, all like mad. And he was like, "Hey, Brian, I was thinking of uh, getting out of this town. I, I kind of want to leave. What do you think I should do?" And I was like, "Yeah, leave." Oh. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, all right. Well, yeah, bye." And then I came by the next day, and there was his house was gone. Like he left with his whole house. Oh, he didn't even leave his house. He took his whole house with him. Brian, they do that. I know it's um, weird, man. Hey, so I wanted to I wanted to go back to chat here for a second because Shiggy Gaming keeps asking us if we want a Snowboard Kids remake, and <laughs> I just think that that's such a weird question. But uh, I did play a lot of Snowboard Kids on the Nintendo sixty four. I don't necessarily know that we need a remake, but I think like a a, a snowboarding game would be good on the Switch. We never got that's speed. Tricky. Yeah, Tricky would be great. That'd be a great port. But I, I think even like a new original snowboard game would be nice. I, I actually think a Snowboard Kids remake would be awesome. Because it is, you know, like the, the inevitable issue with snowboard games is that, you know, you, can, you finish 1080 and you move on. Whereas like Snowboard Kids was a little bit more like Mario Kart. Like you keep on, you keep on being able to play because there's this randomness factor that doesn't just rely on skin. A skin so... I don't know. I'd love to see it again, but that but is. Snow- so I mean, Snowboard Kids is just Mario on. Kart. Snowboard Kids is just Mario Kart on the snow. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Does that make you it don't want Mario Kart on the snow? I guess that's fine. 
They have Mario Kart on the snow. It's all the snow levels with Mario Kart. What are you guys talking Nick, about? Nick, the- Nick Amaro says snowboard kids all grown up, and I think that that would just be called snowboard men. So I want to also mention this question from the chat. This one, this one is from OniLink97, and he says, mm-hmm. how does Link sound to each of you in your head? What voice does he have? Serrat! I, 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 I can't imagine him with a voice because he doesn't have... He doesn't have lines, so he just makes the noise all the time, right? I mean, uh, his screams sound like the kid from Terminator 2. What's his face? Edward Fur- Edward. Edward Furlong? Furlong? He, he sounds like Edward Furlong, but I feel like, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't really want him to have a voice because he'll sound stupid. Keith, uh, in my head, he's always sounded like Keith David. Just like a really low, like very authoritative. Yeah. yeah, that's uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Uh, I think everybody thinks of Orlando Bloom. Oh, Sean Flanagan says Link sounds like Tom Holland. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. I can see that. Really that yeah, dorky? I can see that. that I, um, you think Tom Holland sounds dorky? Yeah, well, might have something to do with Spider-Man being kind of, you know, dork. dorky. It sounds like the CDI uh, is Link, the excuse me, princess guy. He's probably no, more Michael Sarah. Oh. Yeah, he could be. He could be closer to that. Link sounds like Morgan Freeman. What if he sounded like Solid Snake? Yeah. These are all. These are all great questions. Hey, this is a really good one that I wanted to read out. Um, in 2021, Mario turns 40. What do you think uh, Nintendo was going to do about that? Personally, I'd love to see a Super Mario All Stars collection, but for the 3D games, including 64, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy One and Two. That is an excellent idea. I, I think I'm still waiting for like Super Mario Brothers Four, um, which is like a 2D, uh, maybe pixelated Mario game, side-scrolling platformer, like in the same vein as Super Mario Brothers One through Three. Um, but uh, they made that of, game. Well, uh, they made Mario Maker, and they made new they made Super Mario, Mario World. Brothers. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, it could be called Super Mario Brothers 4 and be, like, a traditional 2D Mario Brothers game. Honestly, Not- that, would be, that would be really awesome if just, like, 40 years later, they're like, and here is Super Mario Brothers 4. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd love was- that. Yeah. What were and you guys doing like, all those years? Yeah, if it was just, like, really beautiful pixel art, I think that'd be really cool. They'd never do that, though, because the teens won't buy pixel art games. I think one of the That's issues true. is that I think Nintendo assigns a lot more value to... 3D games um, than to 2D games, and so a collection collection. I'd be curious to see if they would do a collection with three 3D games. I could see a Mario Galaxy one and two, but anything more than that, I figure they would. You know, I think they would sell them separately. Don't you think? Maybe they still they still feel very modern and full fledged. Yeah, I think there's probably too much money to be made in in. Uh packaging those up individually and selling them you know like to idiots like me and brian who will buy them over and over and over again that's right yeah and enablers this question is from bryce doherty and he says question for the four who hasn't played slay the spire and why not i just got into it in january due to casey and i'm 160 hours in it's so good 160 hours wow i've I've got around a similar time i i haven't played it it's a card battler right Yeah, yeah like deck building that's why. Yeah. yeah, it's just not really my scene. I, there's been a couple of card battlers that I liked, but yeah, I don't know. I'm in the same I have boat. So I, many... It's I, okay. I forgive you guys. I played plenty. Just yeah. Um, and I'm honestly, I'm I like card games. I like physical card games. I'm not a huge video game card game player, but I really got into that. 
I, it's just, uh, it's just really well, well made. What do you, what do you got on your TV there? Though somebody just asked me, uh, Zach, uh, Omer Jonas asked Zach, what's on your TV? And I had to look, I had to make sure, but it's Animal Crossing, of course. Oh. I, was, I was right in the middle of uh, building out a nice uh, uh, forest over here. But. Hey, that game looks a lot nicer than I thought it would look. I really like that weird felt texture on it's, the on It's the really, like, it's really pretty. On a screen, we, really we told you, Pear. We no, told I, you it would look. I know. I may have said that it didn't. I'm honestly kind of impressed with how great the museum looks. As yeah, the museum built, awesome. and I went in, I just immediately wanted to make, I want to fill up my museum. That is my goal. It's probably not going to happen, but I'll try. I got a fossil. I got a fossil, everybody. Oh, finally. The first, the first one. <laughs> got it. Got it. Uh, I really like how Blathers looks. He looks, he looks like very soft, like you. Yeah, he's sadistic, yeah. but it looks like you can cut him up and use him for crafts. <laughs> like, he looks like he walked off. He looks like he walked out of uh, Yoshi's Crafting World. Let me ask you guys a question: Which Animal Crossing character would you guys eat? Mm. Um, I think I'd eat Gulliver. I only have a cat. I only have a cat and a. <laughs> Uh, uh, koala on my island, and I don't think that either of those would be like I too. I did vicious. just have a derpy looking hippo move in, and hippos would probably be good eating, right? What? Hippo meat, no. hippo meat would probably be pretty gamey, I think. I also like, think I don't know like, compared to pig. All I know of hippos is they poop where they stand, and uh, what so you know, what like you a cow poops and moves, and a hippo just goes. <laughs> just a cloud. Yeah, you not you have to watch the animal documentary, Zachary Ryan. Okay. They're uh, I mean, chat back me up. Hippos make poop clouds. Everybody knows poop that. Clouds. Every I didn't know that. Nobody here knew that. Oh my god. Yeah, I didn't know. Look at look at Zach reading. You can see that his Tom brain Mar- is trying Tom to figure Marcus out what the letters mean. Multiple villages uh, literally made of food. Like we, meringue, the strawberry creep rhino. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's a good okay. one. Um, we got a question on Twitch from uh, someone named Fisto. Okay. Just roll right okay. through that. This is um, a he, says, he says, what happens to Animal Crossing events and holidays after Nintendo stops sending seasonal updates? As far as we know, we can't time travel to trigger those events. So he's basically saying, like, all of these events in Animal Crossing are connected to online. You have to connect at least once uh, on, you know, Christmas or New Year's, Easter, whatever it is. Um, so, what happens years and years later when you don't have an internet connection? And I have, I don't have necessarily. So, Brian, an I'm going to cut you off because we need okay. to throw to a package, but we will finish answering this question as soon as we come back. So, stick around to watch the Q and A with Bill Tremon, where he answers all of your questions that you sent us. Stick around. Hey everyone, Casey DeFreitas here with Bill Trennan, the Senior Product Marketing Manager of Nintendo of America. He's also a professional translator who's interpreted for Shigeru Miyamoto, and he previously worked on Nintendo's game localization division. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, today we're just going to go through a few questions, well, 10 or more, that you, our NPC listeners, have sent to us. Bill, thank you so much for agreeing to answer their questions. I'm sure everyone's super excited to hear. I'll do my best. Let's get started. First question, this one is actually from one of our IGN staff. Uh, how many donuts did you actually eat for the Yaokai Watch skit? <laughs> <laughs> um, there were many. Um, there were many. Uh, there were many takes and many donuts. Uh, but I can say it was definitely more than two. <laughs> more than two donuts, okay. Yes. 
at least normal. Uh, next question, what's your favorite memory from localizing Link's Awakening? Oh, wow. So that was one of the very early games that I worked on. Um, and it was, uh, there was a, it was a Game Boy Color version, so it wasn't quite the original game. Um, it was, and we didn't have a whole lot to do uh, because, of course, it was based off of the original. We were working on the, the Game Boy Color version. But um, I just remember, you know, the for me, it, it was less about the localization and really just more about the game itself. And for, I found all of the characters in, in that game to be just so kind of weird and endearing and unique. Um, I really liked the vibe that they tried to create with uh, the mysteriousness of the island and how they had that play out through the characters. So... Uh, I know we just talked about this in our previous segment, but the people watching this now maybe haven't heard it. So why is KK Cruising the best song in Animal Crossing? It's just got the best. I mean, every, it's just so good. Uh, it's, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, I mean, from my perspective, it's just the perfect song. KK uh, Cruising, perfect song. Rhythm. That's right. Perfect song. You heard it here. What is your <laughs> personal favorite Zelda game? Oh... It's so it's actually really difficult to answer because it, it changes and it has changed over the years. Um, probably, I mean, obviously Breath of the Wild, just because of what that game is and everything that it, it has been able to do in terms of the open world and, and just giving you so much freedom. Um, but two games that really kind of stick with me, one would be um, Majora's Mask. Um, Thank you. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, uh, you know, for a variety of reasons. One is just I loved, again, the world and the characters and, and the kind of foreboding sense of doom that just was pervasive all across that game. Uh, but also I felt like that was a game, um, you know, I, I love puzzle solving in Zelda games. And to me, everything about that game was a puzzle, even down to how you saved. Like the, even the save system itself was a puzzle. And so I felt like that was sort of like the core essence of, of puzzle solving distilled into a single game. Um, and then the other one is is the Wind Waker, um, just uh, because of the art style and the world uh, and the storyline in that game or something that uh, that I really, really enjoyed. Thank you. I, I really can't express how happy I am that you love Majora's Mask as much as I do. So thank you for that. <laughs> no one can give me crap about it ever again. Never. No one can give you crap for loving that game. <laughs> Thanks. Um, who do you play as in Smash? And also, are you any good at Smash? Uh, so I play, I have two mains in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, um, Yoshi and Zelda. Um, and Yoshi and Zelda also were two characters that I mained um, in Melee. Um, and, uh, and specifically in Melee, I did main Zelda, and I would only go to Sheik in sort of dire straits when I was down to my, my last. Uh, but uh, um, I am... I would say I am pretty good at Smash, but I'm not great. Okay. Uh, and unfortunately, I'm, I'm at the point now where my son is officially better than I am, uh, which has happened just over the last uh, year and a half now. So he, oh, no. he beats me regularly. Got to get to training. <laughs> That's right. Well, so, now I'm worried because he's training his little sister as well. So I'm worried she's going to... Oh, they're just going to gang up on you. You have no chance now. <laughs> So yeah. these next questions are from our audience on Twitter. And the first question is from High on Fructose. If a Pokeball gets destroyed, what happens to the Pokemon inside of it? 
I'm pretty sure Pokeballs are indestructible. I would agree with you there. Yeah. <laughs> this, this next question is from the bus driver 05. What's the coolest item you purchased from the corporate Nintendo store? Oh, um, so there, there was a, uh, I don't know if they still have it or not, but there's this cute little light blue um, kind of fashion backpack that is designed to look like Navi. So it has little wings on the back and everything. And so I bought that for my daughter, which she, uh, she really enjoys. That sounds really cute. This next question is from Lunar Jade. Who gets to design the Nintendo booths at the big convention events? Oh, that we have, there's a very big team that does that. Um, and, uh, and it's, we have a, an experiential marketing group and they work very closely with uh, designers, both at Nintendo of America um, as well as with um, designers back at Nintendo in Japan. Um, they're oftentimes working directly with the development teams and getting assets. Uh, and uh, as you can see, even with a show like PAX East, uh, where we had uh, the World of Animal Crossing brought to life, even at smaller shows, they're, they're doing things like that now. And the PAX East for me was just really incredible, the job that they did and the way that they brought even the, the water of Animal Crossing to life at that show. This one is from Shikapur21. How does, or Shikapur21, apologies. How does Nintendo use or implement player feedback? Some companies focus test everything. Some like Apple just take the decisions they think are best for customers. What is Nintendo's approach to listening to gamers? Uh, we, we do it in a variety of different ways. Um, I don't really want to go into a whole lot of detail about how, because that's a little bit of the, the secret sauce of Nintendo, but um, it's, uh, you know, we are a very developer and creator driven company. So it all starts there. Um, but they're also, you know, very in tune to kind of, um, you know, what consumers are saying. Um, they have their own process for how they will focus test things um, in, uh, in informal settings. Um, sometimes even at shows like uh, at E3, you might see them watching people play and taking notes and, and then uh, going back and as they're finishing up on the game and um, but they're they're very in tune to how people respond when they're playing the games because that's that's I think at the core of of kind of the magic of of our video games is that feeling that you get when you're pressing the button. This one is from Enzo Slider. Does the phrase "I work for Nintendo" ever get old? Please say no. <laughs> um, it hasn't yet. So. <laughs> This one is from Abnormal Ninja. If you could add any new animal to become a villager in Animal Crossing New Horizons, what animal would it be? You mean like a new, a new, a new species? species? Yeah. Um, well, if you know the game does have kangaroos, but if there was, if I was in charge, I would add quokkas. And if you don't know what a quokka is, uh, go look it up on the internet. I'm gonna have to look that up immediately after this. <laughs> This one is from Eggplants. Uh, what is something about Nintendo that very few people know? Um, interesting. Something about Nintendo that very few people know. That one, that, that one is kind of stumping me because, uh, I don't know, I feel like the things that I know about Nintendo, I just assume everybody knows, but maybe they don't. Um, so I would say that if we're talking maybe a little bit less about Nintendo fans and a little bit more about the general public, 
probably two things that I would say. One is that um, Nintendo is a lot older than most people realize because um, the company was was founded uh, you know about 130 years ago now, roughly. So it's been in business for a very long time. Uh, the other is um, that uh, you know Nintendo is probably a lot smaller um, than most people realize in terms of the number of employees. We're actually not a very big company. Hmm. Um, this one is from DJ Starbust. How? What Nintendo world would you want to live in? What NES GB era game would you like to see revived? And how's the cafeteria food at Nintendo? Apologies for the loaded question. That's like four questions in I one. I know. Come on, man. <laughs> Okay, so wait, the first one is which Nintendo world would I most want to live in? Mm -hmm. um, whew. I would probably say, you know, originally I was going to say the Wind Waker, but um, maybe I would say Breath of the Wild because um, I'm a big skier and that has nice mountains and some good slopes that I think I can ski down, so... Uh, I think I would say Breath of the Wild, but without the Guardians. Um, yeah. As, as long as I have that caveat, then Breath of the Wild. I was about to say, that's a really dangerous choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was, so the second question? Is what NES GB era game would you like to see revived? So Game Boy, Nintendo, Entertainment System. Oh. NES or Game Boy. Um... Well, I would, I've, you know, mainly just because I love the music so much, uh, I would love to see um, a new, like, balloon fight, balloon trip game. Um, and uh, we had that in Nintendo Land, uh, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm a big fan of the balloon, the balloon trip music. Cool. So. And last question from DJ Starbust, you sneaky person putting in so many yeah, questions really. in one tweet. <laughs> um, how's the cafeteria food at Nintendo? It's, it's pretty good. There's, uh, there's a good selection of things to choose from. Um, and if you want, you know, there's always the old standby of just getting a pizza or, uh, they've got different soup every day and then they've got other rotating dishes. So, uh, it's almost like you can walk in there and, and no matter what, you can find something that you'll be happy with that day. I'm jealous. <laughs> now we're moving no, on. You, you're in, you're in like downtown San Francisco. You've got restaurants all over the place. You're right. You? We do. San Francisco does have some of the best food that I've had, that I've had. So at least we have that. <laughs> Um, these next questions are from our Facebook group at uh, Nintendo um, Voice Chat Podcast Forums. Uh, you can request to join that, and then you can be in on things like this for Q&A and asking if questions for question block. Um, this one is from Matt Pecora. Have your nieces and nephews managed to convince the kids at school that their uncle actually works at Nintendo? Uh, my, yeah, my, my son has, his friends know that his dad works at Nintendo. They believe him. Finally. Yep. <laughs> um, Finally. This, this one is from Andrew Rakow. What was the most exciting thing or announcement that you've been a part of since working at Nintendo? Oh, probably the, um, the original reveal of the Wii Remote. Uh, we were at uh, Tokyo Game Show for, for that original reveal and, and um, you know, it was revealed um, in a presentation, and then there, we had media interviews afterwards. But um, and we had done some media demos so that media could go hands on with it. And just looking, seeing the looks on people's faces when they walked into that media demo, um, not knowing what they were going to see, and then seeing the Wii remote, and people were just 
dumbfounded and they couldn't believe it was probably the most exciting time that uh, that I can remember. I, I can't imagine. <laughs> so this next question is from Jacob Daniel Gilliam. And I know we already asked what are some things you people wouldn't know about Nintendo, but what are what's something unexpected about working at Nintendo that most people don't know? Um, I don't know. Uh, something unexpected about working at Nintendo. Uh, maybe one of the unexpected things about working at Nintendo is that um, it's a because we are somewhat of a small company. Um, you know, you you do run into Doug Bowser in the cafeteria, and you do have conversations, you know, with with him just kind of on a daily basis, and the the even the people that are higher up within the organization are all very accessible to, uh, to basically anybody in the company. Um, and, uh, and so that I think is probably one of the things that I like best about Nintendo. This one is from Matt Nibon. What made you want to work for Nintendo specifically? Was it a childhood experience? Um, actually, uh, it, it's funny because I grew up in Seattle and Nintendo is in Seattle. Um, and, uh, when I graduated college and was looking for work, um, originally I didn't even think to apply at Nintendo, even though I spoke Japanese and was looking for jobs that had something to do with Japan. Um, and I just happened to, I was at the time trying to, to get a job doing web localization and had applied to a company that was doing that. And they said, oh, well, we don't have a job for you, but there's a contract job at Nintendo. Would you be interested in, in trying to do that? And I was like, well, I've, I need a job and, and yeah. Uh, and so then I went and interviewed and ended up um, getting hired on full time. Um, so it was, it almost was, it literally was a little bit of leave luck to heaven, uh, kind of right, right time. That's amazing. Um, this one is from Evan Beedolf. Hello, Bill Trennan. It's like he knew. What is your favorite moment translating for Miyamoto? Oh my. There have been so many, but I would still have to say um, probably the very first time. Um, and it was the first time that I met him. He was doing a keynote speech at the GDC um, in probably about March of 1999. And so this was maybe four months after Ocarina of Time uh, had released. And it was his first time doing a big public keynote speech like that um, in the U.S., in front of, and it was in front of an audience of about 5,000 people. And he was very nervous and I was very nervous. Uh, and, uh, and we walked out on stage and at the beginning of his speech there, he had sort of a small little joke and the, the whole auditorium erupted in laughter. Uh, and that was sort of the moment where both of us were like, Phew, okay. And all, all the stress was gone. And then we just went on to have a lot of fun. Um, and that kind of became our motto for any time we did anything on stage together was, who cares, you know, how it goes. Let's just go out and have fun. And as long as we're having fun, everyone else is going to have fun. Well, thank you so much for answering all of those questions, Bill. I really appreciate it. I'm sur sure all of our listeners of NBC super appreciate it as well. Um, do you have any last messages for our audience at Nintendo Voice Chat? Uh, well, number one, I want to thank the audience for tuning in to 500 episodes. Um, I want to congratulate you and the team on uh, the 500th episode, um, and I'm hoping for 500 more. 
Thank you so much. I do too. Thank you so much again for coming here, man. I just, there's so many things we wanted to do on Friday that we weren't able to, but I'm still so glad that you made this happen with the Q&A and our special Animal Crossing segment. So thank you again so much. And for everyone listening at home, thank you for watching. Remember, you can watch the full episode of NVC every Thursdays at 3 p.m. on IGN.com or our YouTube channel or your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks and tune in next time. And welcome back to the present. Tom Marks is here, who's replaced Pear, but Pear Schneider hasn't gone anywhere. He's still in the chat, so check that out. I hope you guys enjoyed the Q&A with Bill Trennan. It was really awesome being able to ask him all the questions that you guys sent in. And thank you for sending them in in the first place. But let's get back to our Q&A with you. Brian, can you just repeat that question that we I cut you off very rudely? Sure. No, it's totally cool. Um, you left it on a cliffhanger. I think that's a good thing. Uh, we got a question from uh, a guy named, or a girl, or somebody named Fisto in, in the Twitch chat. Uh, I will never get over that name. Um, and he asked, uh, what's going to happen to all of the sort of like timed online events that are going to be uh, hitting Animal Crossing over the next few months and years? You love that one, don't you, Tom? Um, and so one of the uh, questions around this is like, you basically have to connect to the internet to uh, experience stuff like Christmas and New Year's and Halloween and Animal Crossing. But what happens when the servers go down or when, uh, you know, like the apocalypse happens or you want to play offline forever? Um, and so my theory about that is um, Splatoon 2 had similar modes. And eventually when they basically said, like, this game is content complete, uh, they unlocked those modes and bas- basically allowed you to play them offline. So I'm hoping that Nintendo does the same thing with Animal Crossing after a couple years. They just go, these are just part of this part of the story now and you can time travel to those days whenever you want and experience Christmas forever. Well, it's also it, it's interesting cuz something we're going to find out, well, I guess we won't find out for a year is like when Nintendo adds let's say Easter or whatever to Animal Crossing uh in an update that you couldn't time travel to before a year from now or after that, are you going to be able to time travel to Easter at any time? Like, is that update going to stick? Is that holiday just always going to be in the game or in three months mm. after Easter, are they going to take it away so that you can't time travel back to it? Cause otherwise, what if after, they, what if they do another year, Easter? Right. Like they could do a different Easter, but like, is that Easter just going to be still in the game? Like, like it, we, we don't know an answer to that question yet. So it could mm-hmm. just be too, that when they, when they stop updating the game late in the future, like we'll just have everything they already had there and you can start time traveling. Yeah, honestly, like I have, I have no idea. I know the events with monster hunter, like if you're not online, you can't do the events. So I don't, animal crossing might be the same, but I'm hoping it's what Brian said with platoon is that once it happens once, then you don't have to be online. Cause I don't know what if I'm traveling, what if I'm on a plane and it's Easter and I want to be doing Easter stuff, but we'll see. And, yeah, um, I guess I, like maybe it's it would be just uh, dependent on the date, right? Like, I don't know, Easter falls on a different date every year, but Christmas is always the twenty fifth. So if you're offline, does that mean that Christmas just happens anyway? Yeah, and mm-hmm. they usually don't use specific holidays anyway. I mean, I think for Easter they're calling it a Bunny Day, so they could uh, break the you're rules right. a little bit and be like first <laughs> Sunday of April or something. Non-denominational right? Bunny Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> or like something like that or that like snow great. day 
in December and we'll find out from there. But um, I did want to take a moment to congratulate two winners of Animal Crossing New Horizons copies. So a bunch of you signed up for tickets for NBC 500 Live, which obviously is not happening because we're not allowed to be in the office and you guys all know the story. So instead, I just want to congratulate two very lucky winners and that is Max Murphy and Luis Alvarez. Thank you so much for grabbing those tickets and congratulations on getting Animal Crossing New Horizons. Thank you so much for being a part of our audience and a part of our community. We appreciate you. Yeah, little little claps. <laughs> and now, back into chat. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Quinn asks, MVC crew, what's the best game that you've ever gamed? I feel like everybody knows my answer for this one, but what's the best game you've ever played? Maybe not your favorite game, but the best game. Bloodborne. Bloodborne. The best. Shocking. Shocking response from Brian Altano. No, it's it's you know it could have been between a couple of them, but this year this year cemented Bloodborne as my favorite game of all time. A favorite game of all time, best game. Yeah, yeah. Mine's mine's still uh, mine's still Breath of the Wild. Everybody knows that. Tom, do you have an answer to this? I'm just. It's a lot to. It's a process. There's a lot to consider. I think maybe. I was just gonna say when I hear best, I'm thinking a game that has no problems so ign had to have given given it a 10 if we're gonna call it best right mm, well i mean yeah. well 10 a, a key thing to remember is that a 10 doesn't mean a game is perfect 10 You're right just it's means just a it's masterpiece. masterpiece but yeah i don't know what i think best i think as little as few issues as possible uh, yeah the thing for me with best is like not only few issues but like did it do something new? Like, did it, did it do something in a way that people that that was so impactful that people changed their behavior, changed their design sensibilities, whatever have you? As a result, like to me, I think honestly, my answer might be Portal Two. Okay. Um, Portal Portal Two, I think, is just an a phenomenal masterpiece even to this day. I, I wish that they would put Portal and Portal Two on the Switch, or, or like bring they the Orange Box. The whole Orange Box. Yeah, no. I know we yeah. talked about it before, but like Orange Box is such a no-brainer. I guess the only thing there is like Team Fortress Two would probably be a lot of work on Switch. So, I gotta imagine there's something up with the the way Source interacts, and this is complete speculation, but the way Source interacts or runs on Switch that is like s- slowing that process down or preventing it or something, because it, I can't really think of another reason why they wouldn't have already besides just, I guess, lack of interest. Mm. So I would, my favorite Zelda game is Majora's Mask, but as far as best, I think Ocarina of Time might be up there for me as far as best game I've played. But recently, honestly, I, I immediately kind of, I thought of the most recent God of War game. I thought, we yeah, could... that's a really I know it's good. It's not one. Nintendo. I'm sorry, but it was a really fantastic game. Let's answer another question. We got a question from. Let me see if I can find it. Iron Mike Twenty. He says, uh, "Will there be a new Mario 3D platformer for the Switch?" So we've yep. gotten Mario Odyssey. Will we get another one? I think so. I think that the, like, in the same way that we're getting uh, Breath of the Wild 2 and the same way that we got Mario Galaxy 2, I think that there will be a second Mario Odyssey game, you know, Mario Odyssey 2, um, using a lot of the same uh, assets or uh, character models or, you know, something like that, like basically like a plussed up version of the previous game. And for mm-hmm. that, I'm all for it. I want that. Yeah. So uh, Eric, uh, Eric 
Erdono on YouTube says Super Mario Galaxy 3, and I would really be so excited for Super Mario Galaxy 3. I'd play the shit out of that. Whoops, sorry, I did a cuss. Oh no. I didn't mean to do a cuss. It's too late to cover your ears, but pretend (laughs) you didn't hear that. Uh, This one is from X's D. What's your favorite Zelda song from Breath of the Wild? Mm, The whistle. (laughs) (laughs) I actually like the, the piano that plays when you're riding your horse at night. Yeah, I oh, like that. That's that's my favorite too. Like, I love the really sparse piano, and then like you just get a hint of the Zelda theme coming across the field. Like that is very good. Yeah, yeah I think I'm the same. Yeah. Um. The that area, I forget the name of it. I'm drawing a blank. But when you sneak, you sneak into that like dojo. You know. What I'm uh, oh about? yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And and you fight and you fight that that big guy. Yeah, the Yiga clan. The Yiga clan. Thanks, Alexia. Yeah, yeah, yeah our producer just popped that, in. That music is awesome. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the one of the villages that starts with an H. The Hateno? Ha. Yes. Yeah. Uh da, 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 da. let's see. Next question. Next question. Yes. Um, oh, that was just about that was just about Mario as well. A lot, a lot of people here talking about Rivali's theme is very good and the Rito Village is very good. Yeah. Darth Mike asked if I was self-isolating in a toy box, and no, I just have wood walls and a toy. <laughs> it does kind of look that way. Actually, kind your, of. your walls kind of look like what my Animal Crossing walls look like right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got a very Thank similar you. vibe going. Okay, I have to ask this question because my man has asked it like 40 times since this chat started. Grimlock asks, is there hope for Transformers War on Cybertron or Fall of Cybertron on Switch? And like, I remember that game, but I don't remember it being something that we should clamor for on the Switch. Does anybody have any fond memories of the Cybertron game? Pear sent us a message too and said the answer is very unlikely, he thinks. Activision's license with Transformers expired in 2018, which means it's likely gone for good. That's a great yeah. response. That's a very pair a lot of response. Those, a lot of those games got pulled from the respective shops they were on. Uh, same with the TMNT games. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was licensed games are weird, but I remember there was a couple of those. I think those uh, Transformers games were really cool at the time. Um, so I would give them another go. I mean, like, there's there's all sorts of nonsense getting ported at the Switch, so you my, never know. My God, yeah, memory, Shadow Man, what the hell? Yeah. My only memory of the those um, Transformers games was I was working at GameStop at the time, and I remember people coming in and asking me about them, and me saying like, "Yeah, they actually were reviewed like pretty well, and people kind of liked them." I, yeah. I don't know. It was like surprising well, the, at the time for franchise video the, games. I remember be. the Platinum. I remember the Platinum Transformers game was received really well too. Like people really liked yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. Um, we we got a question from uh, Faye Seven on Twitch. He says, "Hey NVC crew, or they say, hey, hey NVC crew, would you like Nintendo to evolve in the future, or how would you like Nintendo to evolve in the future? I.e., what will it like uh, be like when you talk about them on NVC one thousand? Congrats on hitting 500 episodes. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. Like, where where do you want the company to go? Not just their games, but like how how much bigger and stranger and more interesting can they get as as sort of a as as a company? Um, I'll tell you the first thing that I want for Nintendo to do is figure out what the hell they're doing with uh, online. Like, I feel like Nintendo has been a generation behind in in online services for, you know, each iterative generation since we started playing games online. And, like, like 
I, I'm excited to play Animal Crossing with people and visit their islands and stuff, but like all the friend code stuff is nonsense and like yeah. they gotta sort that out. And like I, I think that their their concern is from a, a you know, Nintendo is a family company, they hate it when I do cussies, but like the fact of the matter is this 2020 and their internet practices are archaic. So that's the first thing that I would like to see from them. It was super disappointing waking up this morning and yesterday we had, yes, this, you're right. We had this great thing. Well, dang. Wow. That was, that was dark. <laughs> no, I was going to say uh, yesterday we had this great thing in our IGN Slack channel where everyone was sharing friend codes and getting ready for animal we crossing and like, yeah, we have a spreadsheet of friend codes, and then you wake up this morning, and you're like, oh, like, all the people I just made friends with, I have to add as friends ag- again? Like, in the game yeah. now? Like, we have to do this another time? Really? Okay. Yeah, that's weird. So I agree um, No, I, I think I want I want them to see, I want to see them dip more into uh, TV, movies, animation, take some of their IPs, make them in animated Netflix shows. Uh, I want to see how the theme park stuff uh, sort of spins out. I want to see them get more into merchandising, um, more action figures, more like partner with companies like Hot Toys and Figma and Fig Arts and do like more and more like really cool, like sort of branded collectibles. Um, do more sort of like uh, like uh, adult clothing stuff, like the way they did the Pokemon t-shirt or, or like button down shirt line. Like I, I think seeing like, more yeah, more stuff like that. Like if you did like a, a whole line of like, sort of minimalist Zelda or Animal Crossing or like if you gave me an all over print uh, like button down shirt that had just like small icons from Animal Crossing on it that were really subtle. I think stuff like that's really awesome. Um, it's uh, There's obviously a market for it. People are making clothes like that in Animal Crossing. So yeah, just make it real. Um, Brian, there's a question here that it's sort of directed to the community, but I wanted to kind of bounce it back to you. Nick Amaro asks, to all my NVC parents, what's the first game you introduced to your kids? My daughter loves Let's Go Eevee. What do you think the first game that you'll introduce Aaliyah will be? Bloodborne? Uh, no, yeah, she, she's definitely seen me playing a lot of Bloodborne. Um, I try to shield her from TV stuff a lot, but uh, she connected with the Link's Awakening art book really quickly and the Amiibo and just loves those things. And recently she's she'll wake up in the morning and walk into the living room and just look me dead in the face and go, Aminals. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, really? Okay. And so I'll like turn on my switch and she'll be like, dear. And I'll go meet the deer in town and she's like, fish. And I'll go catch a fish. And then she'll start clapping and cheering like crazy every time I get a fish. That's the cutest thing I've because ever heard. Yeah, it's like, there's a lot of stuff in that game that's obviously very, you do it without, comes muscle memory. But she'll be like, she'll be like, butta butta, which means go catch a butterfly. Butterfly, know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like the modern, like, spin and speak. Uh-huh. You know? yeah. yeah. I have one of those sitting right here. You don't want to hear it. <laughs> So um, this one is from Master Instantity. If you had to kill one of the big five Nintendo franchises, Zelda, Mario, Mario Kart, Animal Crossing, or Smash, which would you pick? Oh, none. <laughs> um, that's a tough one. I would. I would probably say Mario Kart. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd probably say Mario Kart. I love Mario Kart, Kart, but I like I voted off the island. I like Mario Kart. I like Mario Kart more than Smash, but I think Smash is more important. Like I think it it what it does in terms of like celebrating 
the medium and bringing all these games in. Uh, I'm not great at it, so I've I, so it's just been like a, a, a fun party fighter for me. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's got to be one of those two. I can't imagine I can't imagine losing Mario, Zelda, or Animal Crossing. I just can't. Mm-hmm. can't I probably I probably depressingly go Animal Crossing actually. <gasps> Because really? like, I love Animal Crossing. Do the chopping block. Well, th- this is the thing: is like, uh, there's no hate towards Animal Crossing. This is a, a Sophie's choice of a thing to do, right? Like, we love all of these franchises, but of them, I feel like you could lose Animal Crossing and just like kind of survive, okay? But like, the gap between Mario Kart and the next Kart Racer in terms of like quality is a million, right? Like, Mario Kart know, is... Sonic Racers is pretty good. Sonic Racers is fine. Crash Team Racing, I don't want to hate on because I know a lot of people love that. Jonathan Dornbush plays that game a ton. It's Crash Team Racing like, is pretty good. It's yeah, really I, hard, but it's pretty I good. I don't want to hate on those, but, like, man, Mario Kart is the pinnacle of kart racers and has been, and losing that to me would be more, more heartbreaking than losing, like, a really fun feel-good which I also love. Christopher Lunher says, do you think the Animal Crossing, the new Animal Crossing, could be played successfully without catching any bugs, fish, and other creatures, or do things and abilities stay locked? I, uh, I think you, you have, could. You actually have to in the beginning. Oh, you're you right. You have to. at least 15. Yeah, but then you're I right. I think you could just totally ignore it. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I think, yeah, I think you could get by after you do that initial totally get away with not catching bugs or fish but uh you just won't get those easy mileage bonuses which is a bummer Mm -hmm. yeah that would be the biggest um thing you're missing out on you need those miles for bells and to pay off your debt and for other things yeah Um, it's also really fun it is i mean i like catching new stuff i just see a bug i've never seen before and i just get stoked to go and catching make it live in a small box for the rest of its life yeah or the museum where it can live with its friends in a large box for the rest of its life. Um, no, every now and then I like walking by like the, the beach and you see just like a big shadow in the sea and you're like, let's see what this is. And you cast the line and you pull out like a nine foot long fish or something like that. I don't know if you guys have caught, have you caught a Colian canth yet? No. No. They're like, you can only catch they're like, when it's raining? Yeah. And at night, I think. Um, yeah, it's like this ancient fish and they're awesome. They're gorgeous. They're like, they're gigantic. So you have like your little character and they're just like, <laughs> it's great. By the way, if uh, any of you out there need help with Animal Crossing, we have a huge wiki on IGN.com with everything you need. Okay, go ahead, Zach. Uh, a bunch of people, including the Spyro Knight and our friend Bo Trey are asking Star Fox on Switch. Um, and I will say, a uh, controversial opinion, I would like a Star Fox on Switch, but I would like it to be... Star Fox Adventure on Switch. It's wrong. I want the no, same why would you do that? I want Star Fox Adventure. Oh no. You guys I want Star Fox Adventure. Did you guys play that game? Yeah, it's yes, great. I played it a lot. What really? It's like Zelda. <laughs> Fox. With the with yeah. the triceratops named Pink Tricky or Pins Tricky, Tricky. Yeah, they have man. to hit it. Here's the thing. Time. Here's what I'll give you. I'm cool with Star Fox Adventure coming to Switch because I'm all for every game coming and I don't want to hate on people, games people like. But yep. I don't want that first on Switch. I don't want that to be the first Star Fox thing we get. So it turns okay. out people are mad. <laughs> <laughs> Star Fox. 
Everyone in chat is like, wrong answer. Starfire like, is the worst GameCube game I ever played. Well, it's it's like one of the it's one of the most bootleg Zelda games ever made, and there's like a whole bunch of like Ocarina, Wind Waker, Majora's Mask, and you guys want Star Fox Adventures <laughs> with Prince Tricky, the yeah, Triceratops. I mean, can you have yeah. a dinosaur friend in any of the other Zelda games? No. Well, like, actually, you can. Mate, a little bit, kind of. You're yeah, giving yourself a hole here. No, in, in Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Time, there's no... Well, not Oracle of Time, but um, you, you get animal friends, but they're not necessarily dinosaurs. And then the, I don't know, the, the dragon boat in, uh, in Wind Waker is kind of a dinosaur. You're not wrong. No, I don't <laughs> think so. Uh, leading, dinosaur, leading dragon expert, Casey DeFreeze, just said, you're not wrong, so I'm taking that <laughs> to the bank. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Uh, I think we got time for what? One more question? One more question. Okay, pick a and good one. It has to be short. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, huh? Metroid 2D, but pixel art. Do you think we'll see another Nintendo game made with pixel art? We kind of talked about that one. Don't, let's not answer that one, because I, I already voted for a Mario game. Somebody else picked a question. I did, hope. I did a bad job. Adarsh... <laughs> uh, Oh my gosh, this is scrolling so fast and I can't make it stop. I lost it. Oh, hey, Benjamin Gentry asked, do you think Paper Mario will come back? Are Mario RPGs dead? Uh, I think they'll come back eventually. (laughs) (laughs) It'll come back eventually. You heard it from here. No, like, I, I think that that series has a lot of love and a lot of, uh, what's the word, like, status, right? Like, people know it really well, and... I think Paper Mario will come back eventually. I don't know. The question that's bigger to me about when, because I think it's for sure, but when Paper Mario comes back, I don't know whether they'll do real-time or RPG, right? Like, because uh-huh. the series has gone both ways like that. I'm and hoping we RPG. find that out, because I wasn't kidding about that yeah. 45 seconds. So, hey, everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this very special edition of NPC Live. Um, this will go up as a VOD and audio sometime soon. Uh, stick around on Twitch to see news, games, and more live, or go to IGN's YouTube to go and check that out as well. Thank you again so much. Remember, NPC is the only place you can. Get the thing. Get 500 things. <laughs> Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.